Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Thanks for joining us. We love to hear that you guys are listening. We run into people, I seem to run into people on a weekly basis who say, by the way, I've been listening to your podcast. Thanks so much. Someone who connects in person or online. So thank you to all of our listeners. Thank you to everyone who's been sharing the podcast as well. We appreciate it. Uh, I want to start in James chapter 1, verse 22 through 25, and it says, But be doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. For if any be a hearer of the word, and not a doer, he is like unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass. For be he beholds himself, and goes his way, and straightway forgets what manner of man he was. But whoso looks into the perfect law of liberty, and continues therein, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deed. And I read that just to encourage you. I know many people, you know, we're in a day and age where it's easy to fill ourselves with the Word of God. If you if you go back in time a hundred years, like you have a copy of the Bible, you can carry your Bible with you, you can read your Bible, but there is no, hey, let me listen to good preaching. It's you, you go to a church service to listen to good preaching. There is no every sermon you want to hear available at your fingertips like it is today. If you want to, you can be listening to worship music uh, uh, 24 hours a day. You can be listening to preaching 24 hours a day. It's all available, readily available for us. And so we live in an inf- a, d- a day and age where it's easy just to put in a lot of content. But for many people, they're so used to listening to preaching that they've grown deaf to actually just doing what the what the Bible says. And so the, what this verse is talking about is the, the difference between someone who hears and just hears, hears to hear, and someone who hears to do. You know, the Bible says, hearken diligently unto my voice. When you hearken, it's to listen with the intention to do. Uh, many people disqualify themselves from the things of God because they hear, but they, they think to themselves, I'm not ready to do that. And so even though it's a prompted by the word of God, whether it's tithing, many people well, I'm just not in a place where I can tithe, give 10%. You know, God prompts you because he'll make a way. When you step into obedience, he'll make a way for you to obey. Um, for some people, it's in different areas, but they say, well, I'm not ready to do that. So I want to encourage you to be people who don't just listen. The amount of people that I sit down and I counsel with, and they come to me and they say, Ryan, this is what I'm dealing with. How do I deal with it? And then from the word of God, I show them. The Bible says, do this, do this, do this. Stop saying this, right? And I'm specific. Stop saying this, change it to this, and then do this and do this. And then three months later, they come up and they're like, hey, I'm, I'm running into this and this. And they're saying the exact same things. And I'm thinking to myself, why am I giving more advice? We talked about this and I gave you exactly what to do. And if you would have done it, it would have resolved itself. But people like to talk, 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 talk. When it comes down to actually making changes and stepping out on the word of God, it's a whole different story. But the Bible says here that a man who hears is like a man who beholds himself in a glass. That's such a key. The word of God is a mirror. So it's beholds himself in a mirror. It's it, The word of God is a mirror. When we look into the word, we see things as they are. When you look at popular science, you're going to see that man is just a body with a soul. When you look at the word, you see that man is, man is a spirit He has a soul. He lives in a body. You see things the way they are. And when you're seeing clearly, it's like those moments you have of clarity when you're like, now that I'm thinking clearly, for me, it's when I either am in the presence of God or when I've just come out of the presence of God. And then I'm thinking clearly and and, and I've identified this is the time for me to make decisions. 
I don't need to make decisions when I'm confused. I don't need to make decisions decisions when I'm tired. When I'm thinking clearly, when my eyes are open, this is now. All right, I'm making my commitments, my vows from this place. Because for me, I don't want to to have a bunch of things in my life that I don't need to have because I I made decisions when I turned away from the mirror. So while you're looking at the mirror, while the word of God is in front of you, while you're hearing the word of God, the Holy Spirit will begin to prompt your heart. Make this change over here. Make this change over here. Make this change. At the time when you hear it, it may not seem like that big of a deal. You may say, yeah, I'll do it. But then you get back into your what you call a normal life. And all of a sudden, this decision that you made seems like such a big deal. I told the Lord I was going to fast and pray for three days. In church, in the presence of God, it seemed like such an easy decision to make. Now that I'm faced with my kitchen cupboard, fast three days? How many hours is that? That's crazy. And all of a sudden, our head blows out of proportion. You make your decisions from the place of clarity. So the Bible is saying, when you see the word, Make up your mind right there that you're going to be a doer of the word and not a forgetful hearer. Because he who listens but doesn't put into action, the word doesn't benefit you. And so for me, I remember a time I was uh, studying a lot on faith. This was probably last January, last February. Um, I was studying on faith and I was talking to a a friend of mine. He's been on the podcast before, Pastor PJ. Um, But he was saying to me, faith is action. He was talking about faith is action. So when there's no action, it's not faith. Faith is action. Faith is action. And um, it was during a camp meeting. I went, uh, I'd just come on staff as a pastor and I went back with the altar call. And there was a man who, um, I went, I felt the prompting, go back with the altar call and help deal with the altar call. So after the, the people at the altar left and went into the side room, the side portable, I followed in and I was just ministering to some people. And I see this guy and he's slouched over in his chair. And what's been running out of my heart is faith is action. Faith is action. And he slouched over and I go talk to him and he's in his 50s and he's from San Antonio. He'd come down for the conference, but he said, you know, pastor gave that call for salvation, rededication, and then a storm that took you out. He said, seven years ago, I was on the mission field serving the Lord and this thing hit me, this chronic fatigue hit me. And he's like, and it's completely taken me out. I'm sleeping for almost 18 hours a day. I have no energy. It's tough for me even just to walk at times. He was literally like slouched over, like he couldn't hold himself up straight. And so in my head, I'm thinking, I'm going to pray for this guy. On the inside of me, I, I don't feel qualified to be the person to like, you know, pick somebody up and run around the room or like Smith Wigglesworth it, right? He throws a dead person up against the wall. Like in my head, I haven't graduated to that point yet. But in my head, I'm thinking faith is action. So what I wanted to do is just, he's in his chair, just lay my hands on him. Father, I thank you for this or command this thing to go. But in my head, in my heart, what's going over is faith is action. Faith is action. So I I, I say stand up. He kind of can't get himself up, really. The ushers help him up. And then what I do, and still in my heart, I'm thinking, okay, that's a first step of action, but faith is action. And so what I do is I grab him. I wrap my arms around him. I pick him up, and I start commanding this thing to go, and I start shaking him. This is a grown man. And in my own head, I'm thinking to myself, what am I doing? But I just knew in my heart, my heart prompted me, faith is action. Do something. And I picked this guy up, and the ushers were even looking at me funny. But I commanded the spirit of infirmity to go. I commanded the spirit of death to go. And I shook him for a little bit, and then I set him down and uh, finished praying for him. And I look at him, and he gets this look on his face, and he goes, Woo! 
and he turns and is as and I've never seen anything like it. He turns and does a karate kick like above his head, like leg up in the air, and he starts like, "Oh my goodness, oh my goodness, I'm healed." And and totally healed healed by the power of God. But it was why I didn't feel qualified to do that. I'm new in the ministry. I've been on staff for probably less than a month. I'm teaching at the Bible school. I've just come out of business. I don't feel like I have this great healing ministry, but all I knew on the inside was that I needed to be a doer. My heart prompted me. So as you listen to the word, as you listen to the voice of God, as you hear the word preached, don't be a forgetful hearer. When something, when the Holy Ghost prompts you to make changes, when you hear the word of God, it's not about how much content you can get in. It's about what what of the word are you acting on? If the Bible says in Joshua 1.8, meditate in the law both day and night, then you'll have good success. God's actually saying, if you want to be successful, there needs to be time in the day and at nighttime that you're meditating in the word. If you're not doing that, you're not a doer of the word. You're the person walking away from the mirror and forgetting what you saw. So God is bringing his people to a place. Three scriptures acted on are better than a hundred scriptures not acted on because the key is obedience. So God is saying, it's time to be not just a hearer, but a doer of the word. God blesses obedience. The Bible says obedience is better than sacrifice. It's when you take a time. It can be the same with weight loss. It can be the same with, I mean, you meet people who know everything about weight loss, but they're not in shape. Why? They know the information, but it's not benefiting them because they're not putting into practice. So I want to remind you that when you come to the word, don't just listen. It's Yes, it's good to listen to the Word. It renews your mind. But if you have no intention on acting on it, it's not going to produce the result it's intended to, to, that, that God's intended it to produce. When there's a scripture on praise, when you reason, read, read in Psalms, and you're reading the, the book of Psalms, and you open up and there's a psalm, and it says, let the people praise Him, let all the people praise Him, right? Or it says, praise ye the Lord, it is good to give thanks to the Lord. Don't just keep reading. Take that time to actually praise the Lord. Like, open up your mouth. Father, I thank you. Lord, I just worship you. Lord, your word says, praise ye the Lord. I want to tell you I love you. I praise you, Lord. You are Alpha and Omega. You're the beginning and the end. You're the first and the last. When you see it in the word, begin to be quick to do it. Matthew chapter 6 and verse 5 and 6 says, when you pray, enter into your closet and your father, and pray to your father in secret, and your father who sees in secret will reward you openly. There's a reward for having a prayer life. So let's be people who are people who obey. When you give, not if you give, not if you pray, when you give. And he says he'll reward you in, in, in he won't reward you in secret, he'll reward you in, in public. When you fast, be people who fast. Take a day and fast. Stop waiting to fast. You don't need to hear the Lord to fast for one day. Wake up, have your cup of coffee if you need it, have some water, and, and put food aside for the day. And then and the next morning you wake up at whatever time you wake up, you eat again. It's not that big of a deal. Your body may freak out, but it's not that big of a deal. You can fast. You could fast easily one, two, three days a week on a regular basis. It's easy to, to set aside food. When you've made up your mind that this is something that God said he would reward, When you fast, there's a reward for fasting. So I believe it's time that we become people who do rather than people that just hear and and fulfill the word of God, fulfill the plan of God for our life. A word not acted on won't benefit you. Actions are the master key. 
to the kingdom of God. I say the different things of the master key, but it all comes together. The Bible says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And I said, that's a master key. And it is a master key. Um, but actions is a master key. Because what are you doing? If you're not acting, what are you doing? There needs to be actions that go along with your doctrine. I'm going to read you something um, that I read about actions here. You may observe to do according to all that it is written. Your actions must cor- correspond to the confession of faith you've made. You must do the word. James takes to task those who profess to have faith without acting on it. He concludes that faith, if it has not works, is dead, being alone. James is merely pointing out what must be an inconsistency in a faith, which does not produce fruit. If there is faith, then there will be something to show for it. And this is not only so that men will know will know we have faith, but God himself weighs the actions too. 1 Samuel 2 verse 3, For the Lord is a God of knowledge, and by him actions are weighed. You know, the Bible says that all of our works will go through the fire. You may intend to be a soul winner, but until you win souls. Doing the word requires acting out in faith. Faith is a touch. The classic example is provided by the woman with the issue of blood in Mark 5. For she heard, she had, when she had heard of Jesus, she came in the press behind and touched his garment. For she said, if I may but touch his clothes, I shall be whole. Of course, a note of caution is necessary. Action alone will not produce the work of faith, nor must action precede faith. The true position is that where there is action, there must be faith. Amen. Amen. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you on the next podcast. Let's be doers of the work. Amen. Amen.